You are Locked On Aggies, your daily podcast on the Texas A&M Aggies, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Howdy, everybody, and welcome back into another episode of Locked On Aggies presented by the Locked On Podcast Network. Cole Thompson back in action talking all things Texas A&M, and today we're going to talk a little bit about Buddy Johnson and Dan Moore. Both these players were drafted by the Pittsburgh Steelers, and now we're kind of figuring out after rookie camp where their roles are going to be. Now, this is going to be a very special episode because of not only will we be talking to Chris Carter, but you'll be hearing my analysis of where Buddy Johnson and Dan Moore fit with the Pittsburgh Steelers. If you like SEC coverage nonstop, make sure you're following us at Locked On SEC with your host, Chris Gordy. Gordy breaks down all 14 teams in the SEC as you prepare for college basketball, college baseball, and of course, college football right around the corner. Subscribe on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast listening systems. As always, make sure you're following me on social media at Mr. Cole Thompson. I am the host of the show and I love public feedback. Anything you can do to make this a more quality sounding podcast Monday through Friday Give me a follow, give me a shout out, and I will add it into the mix. Secondly, Locked on Aggies. Locked on Aggies is your number one source for all things 12th man related content found here on LOP. You can subscribe on iTunes, listen on Spotify, and if you can't do any of that, listen live every single day at LockedOnPodcast.com. So, as I said, today's episode is going to be really special because what we're going to do is we're going to be breaking down Buddy Johnson and Dan Moore where they fit. Both just signed their rookie contracts, each four-year deals to be with the Pittsburgh Steelers through at least the 2025 season. Should they be successful? I think they both will. But Chris Carter from Locked on Steelers has joined the podcast. We recorded this earlier this week. Go ahead and check it out here. All right, guys, we got Chris Carter from Locked on Steelers podcast right here on the Locked on Aggie show. Chris, my man, thank you so much for taking some time out today. Listen, Two Steelers were added this upcoming offseason that came from College Station. One in Dan Moore and one in Buddy Johnson. And you've already had a chance to kind of speak to these guys. You've kind of had an opportunity to figure out what these guys are all about. With Dan Moore, a guy who's a three-year starter, somebody who's been in the system for a while, what do you see as his biggest upside coming into a system that is really going to rely heavily on the run game? It's the fact that he blocks in the run game. Uh, you know, it's one thing that I see. And when I talk to Adrian Clem right after his pick, Adrian Clem looked like one happy guy after both Kendrick Green and Dan Moore. He was like, oh, we had our eyes on these guys. And that's the kind of feel that you get when you're when you're talking about Dan Moore is that when, he, when I look at his tape, the way that he gets downfield, the way he seals linebackers out of the hole, the way he, he uses his leverage, gets his hands the, the right way, the way he the way he's able to keep his, his feet short and choppy to keep his wide base. I love the way how he moves guys. And he also like, you know, yeah, there's times that he needs to work on things. And I'm sure there's going to be past sets that he needs to improve on and getting back. But the Steelers need a run a rushing, a running off, a running offense, a presence in the in, in their offense that's going to balance Ben Roethlisberger and that receiving core. And you need, you got that Najee Harris. Everyone's excited about him, but they're also looking for who's going to be the, the lineman of the future. David DeCastro, maybe on his last year with the Steelers, maybe another year after that if they give him an extension. Um, you know, they 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 you still you bring him back Zach Banner, who only started one game last year before tearing his Achilles and being being out for the season. They're hoping he can start at right tackle. Um, then you got Chakuma Core for 
who's in his fourth year, hasn't really been consistent. People are waiting for him to step up. He had a couple good games. Like he, he shut out JJ Watt when they played of any uh, uh, tackles for loss or sacks, which doesn't happen that often in, in, in JJ Watt's career. Um, so he's had his ups and his downs, but where Dan Moore fits is going to be interesting because I could see him coming in and early on being the rotational tackle that the Steelers always use. The Steelers will often in the past, and it's a new offensive coordinator at Matt Canada, so it might change, but the Steelers have not been shy about using six offensive linemen on occasions to get the running game going. And that for, for a while, that was Zach Banner. I mean, he, he gained popularity from being Mr. Mr. Eligible, uh, you know, receiver because he would come on as the sixth lineman and have to announce it. And fans loved that. Dan Moore could be that guy early on, but I could see him passing a core for one thing about a core for that. I've, I've always, he's, he, he is kind of the opposite of Dan Moore. His pass pro sets look very sharp. He's, he's quick with his feet. He's good at analyzing the way that they are, you know, anticipating the way that a pass rusher will come, but in the run game, he does not bury people when he gets his hands on the guys he'll do his job he'll seal them a little bit but he won't finish them and sometimes that lets the guy get loose that's where I see Dan Moore kind of being the polar opposite where he has to improve his pass sets a little bit more but in the run blocking he'll bring that tenacity and that could be Dan Moore's path to starting sooner rather than later with the Steelers in this camp battle at St. Vincent College one of the biggest things with the Pittsburgh Steelers, they haven't finished above 25th since 2017 in any rushing category to be able to get a guy who has worked with Travion Williams, Isaiah Spiller, Devon A. Chain, and Anaya Smith amongst a mother to a multitude of other players during his freshman year, adding a guy like Dan Moore to a run offense that's trying to build that rushing offense for a guy like Ben Roethlisberger is big hit. But I've said this on the podcast multiple times, how much I like Buddy Johnson and where I think he best fits. I said it was best to go to a 3-4 system where he was going to be playing a one-gap kind of player, and he does. He gets to go to Pittsburgh where he's going to be playing alongside Devin Bush and probably behind Vince Williams for a year. But when you look at Buddy Johnson, when you watch the film, when you watch the tape, does he fit exactly what Keith Butler and the defense are trying to build in the Steel City? I think so. Everything I see on him on tape and just his numbers and how quick he moves. The Steelers need a guy who's going to pair with Devin Bush for the long term. And in both needs to be a run stuffer. Devin Bush can hunt down the running back, but you don't want Devin Bush in the hole, taking on the fullback, taking on the tight end, having to having to prop up an offensive lineman and then shed them to get to the backer. You want a guy in front of him to handle that. And Buddy Johnson fits that bill to a T, at least from my assessments. When I watch this guy, I'm like, if this guy can can be in front of Devin Bush and taking those on that's going to help the Steelers out a lot. And especially because one thing teams used to love to do, they used to try, especially with those wide zone run offenses that the Steelers are hoping to do themselves. The Browns already do that. The Ravens already do that. They're going to try and stretch, stretch these linebackers thin and move them around. And that's been a problem for the Steelers. Devin Bush was out, uh, you know, most of, most of last season with it, with an ACL tear uh, before he got there, Ryan Shazier being paralyzed. They, they had John Bostic and Arthur Motes and Vince Williams and Sean, uh, and Sean, uh, Sean Spence. It, it, it was rough at the position. They didn't have, have anyone who could go tackle to tackle and hit and run and then help in coverage and not be completely helpless. Buddy Johnson is that guy. And you pair him with Devin Bush. So you're not asking him, hey, drop back and cover and, and do, ha- have this cover two zone where you're going to be covering the uh, uh, you know, half the field in the middle right here. But you do have a guy who can occasionally like, hey, we need you to bump the tight end, run with him for a little bit, and then kind of sit here and, 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 run, and run, this, run this formation. I really think that there's a chance that Buddy Johnson – fits in very well with the Steelers. And, you know, one thing that you said on the Lockdown Steelers podcast was about his leadership. 
he's going to get the chance to kind of work behind several leaders that are already on this team. Cam Hayward, who takes leadership on and off the field. Uh, Joe Hayden, who's, who takes leadership on and off the field. Devin Bush is a guy, when he first got, like we just got done with mini with, with rookie camp here in Pittsburgh. When Devin Bush got done with rookie camp, people were talking about how he was calling out plays on his first and second practices. If Buddy Johnson can develop that kind of rapport with, with Bush, those I could see those two having a great eight to 10 years playing together because the Steelers, they love their linebackers. They, 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 if, if you bring value, they keep you. I could see those two being a great pair for quite a long time and giving something Aggies fans to kind of put their head, their fist up and be like, heck yeah, that's my guy out there making plays in the middle of the Steelers defense. You don't call it the Steel City defense for anything. We got Chris Carter here. Chris, before I let you go, just 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 humor me, humor the Aggie fan sure. just for a minute. Knock under your head, but just plain and simple. If you were to pick right now, going into the upcoming season, one player is going to see the most significant snaps and be a starter by the end of the year. You only have to go one. Is it Dan Moore or is it Buddy Johnson? Which officially takes over that starting role by week 18? It's it's Buddy Johnson for me, just because the Steelers, they like Robert Spillane. They think he's a good sub package guy. They love Vince Williams as a team guy. But Vince, I mean, they they, they let him go in free agency only to sign him back. And, and it's kind of the sense that this is Vince's last ride with the defense. And he's been around since 2013. You know, he's he's been the elder statesman as a six round linebacker. But now they, they got this guy, Buddy Johnson. They want him to be the downhill guy. I, I think Dan Moore's only thing is that there's two guys ahead of him who were presumed starters last year. So I could see him maybe catching up a little bit with they, what they want to do in the run game. But Buddy Johnson, being an athlete, they want the young guys to step up on defense and to hit and to run and to cover. So I'll go with Buddy Johnson. I wouldn't be surprised if the answer was both by the end of Week 18. Chris Carter from Locked on Steelers. Great information, great insight on everything we need to know about the 12th man heading up to the Steel City. Let the good people of Locked on Aggies Nation know where they can find you, know where they can talk all things about Texas A&M players going up to Pittsburgh. Absolutely. You can find, you can subscribe to the Locked on Steelers podcast, just like you can subscribe to Locked on Aggies on Apple, Spotify, Google podcast, and the app Odyssey. But also you can read my work at dkpittsburghsports.com where I'm covering the Steelers. I'm covering pit football, pit basketball, NFL draft, all those things there. Check us out at dkpittsburghsports.com. It's a, if you're, if you have any ties to Pittsburgh, you're going to love the work that we do there. Um, so do, do check us out there and you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram and TikTok at Carter critiques. Thanks for those who do that. And Cole, thanks for having me. This has been great. Anytime, buddy. Uh, you know what? And you make sure you guys do check out that website. That's going to be a lot of information, a lot of film study on both Dan Moore and Buddy Johnson, two players who landed in a perfect situation for both the short and long-term part of the careers. Chris, my man, thank you so much for coming on. You know what I hate more than anything else? Overpaying for something that doesn't really need to be overpaid for. And one of those things is a car part. I can actually install most things on my car if I knew where to shop, but instead, I gotta take it into the store, gotta make sure that it gets looked at, pay a processing fee, a shipping fee, and an installment fee when I can take out half of the price. Where do I look? Simple. I go to rockauto.com. Rockauto.com is an online auto parts service system that has been serving customers for the past 20 years. They have everything from taillights to engine modules to brake pads, so whatever you're looking for, whether it be a daily driver or refurbishing a classic, they will have the part for you. Just go to their unique catalog, type in the year, the model, and of course, the price. Plus, prices can't be beaten at rockauto.com. Go visit rockauto.com and type in locked on on the how to hear about section so they know that we sent you. It's amazing selections, reliably low prices, and all the auto parts you will ever need. rockauto.com is the place to be. 
Locked On Aggies, presented by the Locked On Podcast Network. All right, so we just heard Chris's comments on where he thinks Dan Moore and Buddy Johnson will play. Now, the question now comes to where do I think Buddy Johnson and Dan Moore will play? I went on Locked On Steelers. This is what I had to say about the two former Aggies going over to the Steel City. Now, um, first off, first off, Dan Moore Jr., when I talked to this guy when he was when his first media availability and people asked about his confidence and run blocking. Cause that's all Steelers fans and media are talking about is can they get better in run blocking for Najee Harris and getting things going. Dan Moore seemed extremely confident. He was like, Oh, that's what we do at Texas A&M. And when you looked at the numbers, like, okay, yeah, they had the, uh, the most yards per carry. I think with their, with their running backs. Um, and then I was watching their table, like, okay, these guys do get, get on top of people real quick. What's your what was what's been your assessment of Dan Moore as far as his role in their success as an offensive line? So I think the biggest thing you got to take away from Dan Moore is he is the veteran of that offensive line group. He was a three year starter at Texas A&M. He really got his first year going in 2018 when most of the other players kind of built in in 2019 and 2020. So each year he's been playing that left tackle role and the one stagnant on the offensive line that hasn't really had to move. So he's also been able to see a multitude of different running backs and the style of runners that have come through the level. So you have Travion Williams, who kind of reset the record and, and you know bulldozed his way through the SEC in 2019. Uh, I mean, 2018. In 2019, you got a glimpse of Isaiah Spiller and what he was able to do. But then in 2020, you had three running backs, and all three were used in a different way that made Jimbo Fisher and Daryl Dickey's offense just so much more potent and took a lot of pressure off of Kellen Mond. You had Isaiah Spiller, big, burly, good, elusive, power between the trenches kind of guy. You had Devon Chain, who came on late into the season, home run threat ability, track star coming out of Fort Bend Marshall High School, basically reset every Texas record when it came to rushing and in the 100 and 200 meter yard dash. So you have that track star ability at that home run level. And then you have Anaya Smith, who the best way I can compare him he is this upcoming year's Kadarius Tony coming out of Florida. He's not Ooh. just a running back. He's not just a wide receiver. He's a little bit of everything, and you want to use him in a multitude of ways. But with each player, you have to make sure that you're blocking a certain angle. So mm-hmm. blocking down low, like for a, you know, a counterplay, is probably one that you're going to want to use more with Isaiah Spiller. When you have a pulling guard, you need to kick out, and you need to be able to get to that second-level defense faster for a guy like Devon Achain, because if he's not going to stay behind that line of scrimmage for long and you want to give him as much running lanes as possible in that open field before he has to get to that third level defense and you can't block anymore. Moore's ability to read, react, and more than anything else, play with a multitude of different style of runners, I think will really benefit what Pittsburgh's looking for. And you got to remember that Pittsburgh is replacing so much of their offensive line. Mm-hmm. Marquise Pouncey is gone. Matt Filer left in free agency. Alejandro Villanueva is leaving. And you don't really know what you have with Chuma Okafor and what you have if Zach Bander is going to be that left tackle. So with a guy like Moore, I project him better as a right tackle in the NFL. And that's okay. not to say that he can't be a good left tackle because if in today's NFL – there's really no longer this left tackle pass protection, right tackle run blocker. It's you have to be well-versed and you also have to be willing to play both sides in a neat bit pinch. But I do think as a swing tackle, it will allow him to kind of work in and out, kind of build up his repertoire, looking between the tackles and also kind of helping with a more 
in-pocket presence awareness quarterback in Ben Roethlisberger. Because again, Mond was somebody who was willing to maneuver outside the pocket. And in 2020, he actually took less throws outside the pocket, but you're not going to have that with Ben Roethlisberger. He is going to be straight up standing still, three-step drawback, not moving, not doing anything, waiting for that protection. And that's going to be key for Pittsburgh in 2021 if they want to be the star-studded AFC North winning team. It is. And, and I've been saying this, this, this for a while, though. If the Steelers can get the run game going, which I think they can do with Najee Harris, but if they get that run game going, they become a premier threat in the, in the AFC because their defense is, is still going to be top-notch, I, I, I presume. I look at this passing offense and like, hey, they got pieces there, but they need something to be able to force defenses to not just focus on it because that's what happened at the end of the season when they realized they're not running the ball, so let's just drop back and, and, and handle this. Um, but when I, when, I'm, when, I look at, when I look at what the Steelers need, and you talked about about him being a run blocker. That's something Adrian Clem, the Steelers' offensive line coach, spoke out immediately. It was like, this guy fits what we're looking to do because we want to run the ball, we want a block to run the ball. Now, there were several times I saw Dan Moore, either he'd kind of pull and trap an end um, on, on one end, or he'd get down to the second level and seal a linebacker really well. He looked very comfortable, comfortable moving in space to be able to go get guys latch onto them and use his strength and size to seal them off. I I've been, everyone's I've been right writing about it and breaking down how, you know, more wide zone run schemes could be in play for the Steelers this year. Even if he is say the third rotational offensive tackle, because like you said, banner or core four, those are the presumed starters right now. The Steelers have not been shy about, you know, deploying a formation with three offensive tackles over the past few years. Even if he's not one of those top two, if he's the third one, he's probably going to get significant snaps and get a chance to kind of do that more. What can, can you talk up to to the Steelers fans about maybe the tenacity and like the, the way that he's grown into that run blocking guy? So the first thing that I would say is his footwork. Watch his footwork when he plays, especially against bull rushing sets, when he has to go head on against a pass rusher, especially against teams like Alabama in 2020, AM's offensive line actually was probably better than Alabama's consistently. They only allowed four sacks on the year, and they also allowed a, I want to say it was a team high in the SEC in rushing yards per play, and that's based off footwork. It allowed a guy like Moore to be able to play that first level of defense and how you kind of said, close down on that defensive end, keep his foot moving, and pile drive the defender out of the running lane. So that allowed more gaps, uh, you know, in the A or B gap for a guy like Spiller to kind of slide through. And that's kind of why I think you're going to see with Najee Harris, a guy who is going to go run through the trenches, somebody who has that ability, but what he likes to do is he likes to go through that B gap and then kind of work his way outside to the perimeter, to the sidelines, and then use his agility to kind of work back in. That's what you're going to want to see. I think the other thing that you really have to watch is his hand placement. When he goes inside it's really strong hand placement. And he does a very good job of sealing off the gap against, I would say, your average off-ball linebacker. Now, a pass rush is a little bit different. And you got to keep in mind that in the AFC North, it's a mix. There's two teams that are a 4-3 defensive end, and there's another team that is a 3-4 defensive end. So a team like Baltimore, I think that's going to be a little bit more troubling for him if he's forced to take on uh, Adolfa uh, Adolfa Owe or um, uh, Jalen Ferguson, who's playing the edge position, Versus a guy like a Sam Hubbard or a Trey Hendrickson mm-hmm. at, um, at Cincinnati because if they're going to have their hand in the dirt. So they're going to be a little bit off balance from the initial snap. They're not going to have that two-point stance. They're going to have to go through that three-point stance. 
It's never too early to get your bets in now when looking ahead at the SEC season. So if you believe that Georgia is going to be the SEC winner, go ahead and take those odds before they get too high or too low. You think Texas A&M is going to be the winner? Go ahead and make that bet right now. But when you do make that bet, go to the one place we love and the one place we trust. That's betonline.ag. BetOnline.ag gives you the best buyouts, the best bets, and the best wages every single time you use their status or follow them on social media at BetOnline underscore AG. BetOnline.ag gives you every single bet you could imagine, plus they always have a great payout for you. Stop sitting on the sidelines and get into the action. When you go visit BetOnline.ag, use the promo code LOCKEDON to receive a 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. BetOnline.ag, your online sportsbooks experts. Locked on Aggies, presented by the Locked On Podcast Network. In 25 minutes or less, you can get caught up on everything you need to know about the sporting realm today. All you got to do is listen to the new Locked On Today show with Peter Bukowski. Locked On Today gives you all the up-to-date information on the NBA playoffs, the MLB season, and of course, a look forward at the NFL year plus college football hot takes. Subscribe on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast listening systems. So let's finish up our conversation with Chris, what I had to say about Buddy Johnson and where he best fits in the Steelers defense. Tell, tell Steeler Nation who Buddy Johnson is and who he was for Texas a You know, this is a guy who's a leader. I, I mean, the, the biggest way I can say this is no matter what his role is with Pittsburgh, if he can just be the voice and the leader that he was at College Station He's going to be a sealer for the next 12 years. He's going to be on this team as a special teams captain. He's going to be on this team as a leader of the locker room. That is the one thing that I took away from every single scout that I spoke to, every single person in the clubhouse at Texas A&M, what they spoke about Buddy Johnson, just a person who is there to be the voice and the leader of the defense. That's exactly what he was the last two years playing that Mike Backer role in the uh, Mike Elko system. But you kind of mentioned it. He's a thumper. I mean, the biggest way to put it is in a four, in a three, four system. I don't think enough people understand when we're looking at a three, four system, you have to kind of look at the kind of formation you're going to run. If you are going to take one of the linebackers out, if you're playing the run, you want the thumper, the guy closer to the line of scrimmage. If you want somebody who's going to play the pass, you want somebody who can be in cover space. If you're going to run your base three, four, you need somebody to play that first level defense and you need your space linebacker. And you have your space linebacker already in Devin Bush. I think that with a guy like Buddy Johnson, this is the thumper. This is the guy that's going to be playing the run. This is the guy that's going to be playing close to the line of scrimmage. He's going to be reading and reacting towards the first step of the defensive line, fill the gap either on the left side or the right side, try to close up early and make a lot of plays either at or behind the line of scrimmage. That's all he did at Texas A&M. One of the better run defenders uh, for the Aggies this past year. And Texas A&M was a top 10 run defense. So they really did a good job closing the gap early. And it was because of the great running lanes that were open by the defensive line, one of the best defensive lines in college football, still going to be one of the best defensive lines in college football. But the way that he hit was probably my most impressive thought. Never lead mm-hmm. with his head, but he, what he did was he would go drop down to hit straight up chest to head plate to where he would drive the runner back where they couldn't get an extra yard or two. They couldn't try to dive forward and drop the ball. They would be going backwards each and every play. What's really sneaky about him is he's got very good athletic traits. And one thing that you can tell is he's a good read and react player. If you go watch the LSU game where uh, I think it was TJ Finley was the quarterback at the time because they played two or three quarterbacks in that game. But TJ Finley was pressured 
threw a ball well outside of Buddy Johnson's range. Johnson reads, reacts, picks it off, and runs it back 10 yards for a pick six. Those are plays that instinctive players just know, and they only can be taught if they are already kind of in that system. So when I look at Buddy Johnson, the biggest transition for him is going to be he's going from a 4-2-5 system where they do have two off-ball linebackers, very similar to what Keith Butler's defense is with a 3-4 system, two off-ball linebackers. But you don't need him to start right away. You can have him kind of read and react and learn under Vince Williams for a year, and then he could be the guy who kind of replaces Vince Williams in 2022. We know that that situation was already kind of hazy going into the year. Now you know that this is the guy who's going to be the long-term option, and if Devin Bush can be the long-term option in your space, you have a perfect one-two combination. One of the coolest things that I saw, you know, living in Houston was how Bernardrick McKinney and Zach Cunningham played with each other. One a thumper, one a space guy. You have the space guy, a right. do-it-all kind of weapon, in my opinion, in Devin Bush. You have that guy who can play the line of scrimmage and be very effective on third down plays, right. on running plays, on gap plays in Buddy Johnson. But again, the biggest thing for him is that he just loves being the vocal presence in a locker room, and that's why he's going to be a Pittsburgh Steeler for I would say the next decade, just because of his leadership skills alone. I, no, I, I I agree with with the with the thumper with the thumper role because that's what I look at. It's like, man, this guy has big hits. He move and not just big hits because Vince Williams has big hits, but you can't expect Vince Williams to go tackle to tackle. I look at Buddy Johnson, the guy who can do that. And again, you're you know, I, I a lot of people look at it like, well, he wasn't asked to cover much, even though he did have that pick six. But still, you like you wouldn't want him to be your primary cover linebacker, and that's where I agree. Him and and and, um, and and Devin Bush, the two of them together, and both very young. You know, Devin Bush is still, what, 22, 23 years old? 20, 22, 23. I mean, and he's going into his third season. So he still has three years left on his rookie deal. Exactly. And you got plenty of time to grow these guys together, sign them together to contracts. You know, I, I was talking a lot going into this draft about, you know, what if they were able to get Zay? Everyone wanted Zayvon Collins or, you know, Michael Parsons was the dream because everyone looked at how the Buccaneers ran the show with the Levante David and Devin White in the middle of their defense. People were like, why not? Why don't the Steelers do that? But, you know, I was saying, yeah, but Najee Harris is there and they need a, a true RB1 in their system. And but you know, when you get a guy like Buddy Johnson, I think that he he has the potential to be that second guy along with them. Which and again, you got him in the fourth round. You talked about how how aggressive he is and how he drives through a runner. Can you briefly talk about how he engages blockers? Because that's one of the things that the Steelers also have struggled with of late: guys who can shed blockers in the hole or at least stand them up so that they're not giving up a rushing lane. You know, he can shed blockers. I don't think that's the problem. I think the biggest thing with him overall is that his ability to read and react quickly enough to where he can probably get through the line of scrimmage before he even has to go up against a blocker. Mm. That's the thing that was really important this past season when you watch games against Texas A&M was the defensive line would open up so many running lanes through the A and B gap that Buddy Johnson would actually go a lot of times untouched because if he was just so quick to read and react, to which way the ball was going. So he actually was able to get into the backfield pretty consistently. But when asked to play the outside, so if he's going up against a tight end, if he's going up against a tackle, he does have great speed that allows him to only work that outside shoulder and kind of play that shoulder to where either he's going to be grabbed down, that's going to lead to a holding call, or it's going to allow him to kind of work back, allow the running back to cut back, 
and then close the gap with the defensive tackle, with the defensive end, with an outside linebacker. And again, with this new 3-4 set, he's probably also going to be facing off against a lot more of guards in the situations and pulling guards because of the outside linebacker in TJ Watt or in Alex Highsmith is going to be taking on that tackle, that uh, that tight end role. So he's going to actually probably have a lot cleaner of options to be able to work up field and get in the running back faster to where he's actually going to be playing that cutback role. And if he's playing the cutback role, I mean, we're talking about lights out. I mean, we're talking about as soon as the running back cuts back, if he has any type of leverage on that guard, he's going to be able to shuck, shimmy, get in the backfield and deliver a pure strike to where the running back has no leverage, no gain. And I would say consistently you're watching plays be diminished running to where you're actually playing one of the better run defenses in the NFL instead of one of the better pass defenses, which we saw from 2020 with the secondary. Major thanks once again to Chris Carter for hopping on the podcast, helping us out today. Make sure you subscribe on iTunes and listen on Spotify to the Locked On Steelers podcast. That's good for this edition of Locked On Aggies. Make sure you're following us on social media at Mr. Cole Thompson and at Locked On Aggies. On tomorrow's show, we will be discussing something. Don't know what yet, but we'll have something right up and in the works for you to enjoy. See you tomorrow. And remember, take them y'all. This has been Locked On Aggies. Presented by the Locked On Podcast Network.